Hello, 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 my beautiful dancing unicorns. Welcome back, you guys, to AG University podcast. Today, I have on an extraordinary guest. All of my guests are wonderful and lovely, but this is one of my true best friends, my soul sister, Tiana Gidley. We met, honestly, I think it was like the second or third week that I moved to Nashville, and we were pretty much like, do you want to be best friends? And from that moment on, we have been... (laughs) We have been besties. She is the friend that I can always call for anything, no matter what's going on in my life. And she always just gets it. She meets me there. She can go there with me. Everyone needs a Tiana in their life. She is someone who is such an eloquent speaker, which you guys are about to hear. She sends out these curated newsletters every week that are literally like poetry. I mean, she's just, she's an incredible writer. She's so multi-talented that I just need you guys to know her. She's a writer. She's created and founded Tiana Gidley Creative, which is a creative um, initiative all about helping other creatives launch their vision and bring their brand to life. And her mission is helping people get clarity. She always does these incredible, she designed my website and we did a brand intensive together. That's something else I need to bring her back on to talk more about the brand intensive process, but she just makes someone feel so seen, so heard and so understood. So getting clarity is her specialty. She's very energetically gifted. I feel that's another reason we have been divinely placed together in each other's lives and she created a journal which we're going to talk about in this episode as well like our journal practice and how that looks and how it's evolved over the years but I'm going to go ahead and link that journal in the show notes. Tiana is just a true renaissance woman and she is also my friend that inspires me to ask thoughtful questions at dinner parties. You know she always has like the best questions to just ask people like makes everyone go around the table in every dinner experience I've ever had with Tiana there. Everyone's like, this is the best dinner ever. And everyone just feels like they've bonded. And I'm like, yeah, that's the Tiana effect. She's just a magical, sparkly angel and my bestie and also a business owner and a friend and a wife and just such an inspiration to me. I'm honored that she is on the show today. There's so much juicy goodness here. So without further ado, on behalf of AG University, Tiana Gidley, let's go. I am so excited. I just squeaked. Me you too. guys, Tiana Gidley in the house, in the flesh, in my presence, my best friend, the most beautiful soul, and truly someone who's been with me from the start of my spiritual evolution. So, an honor, a pleasure. Thank you for being here, Tiana. Not me already crying. <laughs> I'm just looking over at you crying. Stop. I feel like I am going to cry because I've missed you so much. I know, truly. It's just an honor to be here. I oh. just, I relish any opportunity that I get to spend with you and to be here in this space that you've owned and just captivated people through. It feels like the biggest honor. Thank you. Yeah. Thank I you. Love for, you. I love you. <laughs> Truly, you guys, Tiana and I met the seriously three weeks into when I moved to Nashville. Mm. We met and through Bumble, Bumble BFF, because Tiana was working on the brand side, setting up events. And do you want to tell them how, how you came across me first? Well, I don't know. That's, I can't really remember. I'm sitting here listening to you tell the story and I just can't help but think how divine everything was because all of a sudden you were just on my radar. And Natalie, who was the person above me at Bumble, kind of coordinating the, the team that did events 
events throughout the U.S. was looking for somebody to help with events. And I don't know what made me think of you, but all of a sudden I was just like, maybe Anna Grace would be a great candidate. And she was like, okay, great. I'll I'll like look into her. And then the next day, I think it was the very next mm-hmm. day, I met you at a Bumble event. Yes. And it was like, oh, there she is. They had like a little... Uh, Bumble influencers candle making, which was so fun. And I just moved to Nashville. So I was like, I want to meet all the people. And then we man- we ran into each other. And I was like, oh, I love her. She's so nice. And her energy feels so yummy. You know what's so funny is that's exactly what I was going <laughs> to say about you. I was thinking about that moment. It was like I had a flashback, right? And see, there's me saying right a lot. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> but um, yeah, and I just remember thinking that girl is so grounded in who she is. She mm. knows herself. And I think at the time I was very ungrounded in who I was. And And I don't know, something about you was just so infectious and so light filled Mm. and radiant. And I remember you came up to me, you were like, I'm Anna Grace. (laughs) And I don't think at that time I would have ever had the confidence (laughs) to just come up to you because you had already had a presence, a following at that time. And I clearly had known, you know, who you were through the internet. And I just remember at the moment that you said something, everything just melted away. And I just felt like I knew you. And for some reason, the universe just kept bringing us back together time and time again until here we are. Until here we are. Until now there's nothing that you could do to shake me. I'm like, (laughs) ditto. (laughs) Until we're like, we've decided this is a forever. But it was so cool that as soon as I moved here, you were the first person that I was like, oh my gosh, she gets it. Because it was at the, the start of my spiritual awakening and this whole journey. And all this was brand new to me and I didn't have anyone in my life that I could talk to about this or was even really interested it's not that I didn't feel like I could talk it's just it's not fun when someone's like interesting totally totally Hmm, weird you know you were just like me too (laughs) totally (laughs) well and I think about that too and you know I mean you're like I said you've always been so grounded in who you are and you've known yourself I think for me I don't know that when I was going through such a spiritual awakening that I would have even categorized it as a spiritual awakening because I was just really curious Mm -hmm. at the time Mm -hmm. and all of a sudden there was this girl Anna Grace who was so grounded in herself who was equally as curious and Mm -hmm. so she was like you had a weird dream last night me too let's meet at a coffee shop and talk about it truly and you guys that was how it started so she tiana was working on the brand side and they were looking for an influencer to host some bumble bff events and i was like perfect i'm looking for friends i could you know shout it out on my instagram and get some people to come we can just all connect and meet Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so i joined the bumble team on the brand side tiana and i have our first meeting where we were going to talk about bumble things shout out to bumble for bringing us together but we get there we have our journals and we immediately just bond over the wanting to start a dream circle totally which fast forward five years later we manifested like a whole ass serious dream circle that we're in oh my gosh I <laughs> totally didn't put that piece together until just now yeah we've been manifesting things together like our whole friendship totally and I maybe it's just because they seem so natural yeah. like they're just natural occurrences in our everyday that sometimes you forget they're these little blessings these little manifestations mm-hmm. from the universe but really we've done it two years now yeah and it's like the highlight of our winter time it's tr- it truly gets us through the winter because we <laughs> both go see the same therapist Mm-hmm. We're like, Mary, we love you. We love you. Shout out, Mary. Shout out, Mary. She doesn't listen to any of my content. I've asked her to, but she's like, I can't. You can tell her at your next session. You're like, we did shout you out. Yeah. One time she told me I popped up on her TikTok, like just on the For You page. And she's like, I felt like I really violated your privacy. Oh, <laughs> see, like, that's how you know you have a good therapist. That's right. Um, at one time I did ask her to come on the podcast. Kind of how like, have you seen Stutz? Is it Stutz? Oh, yes. Is it Stutz? Um, with Jonah, Jonah Hill. Hill. Yes. Yeah. Love him. What a I gem. love him. That was such a good documentary. You guys so beautiful. Gotta watch it. Yeah, it's Stutz, a good one. S-T-U-T-Z. 
Z, I, I think. think. I was about to say S. <laughs> I was like, Mary, I just watched this. I'm so inspired. You've got to come on. But she's like, I can't. Oh, I can't. You're like, okay, respectfully. Okay. <laughs> okay, respectfully. So Tiana was seeing Mary first. You want to explain to them what our official dream circle is? Totally. And people ask me all the time. Even I showed a little bit in a YouTube video once. And people were like, I still don't get it. What are you doing? <laughs> I don't quite know, but... This is why we're best friends, because you and I are like, "Mm -hmm, yep, makes perfect sense. (laughs) Totally. Dream circle. That's it. That's the definition. (laughs) No, but Mary is... A lot of her practice is deeply rooted in Jungian concepts, Jungian beliefs. um, And he was really big into dreams, Mm -hmm. I believe. And so... She has this group of people that she hand selects just, I think, based on people who are going to be curious and open to what the world of dreams can open up for you. Yes. And honestly, highly intelligent group of people. Oh my gosh, I get so intimidated sometimes because (laughs) there's so much power, intelligence, coolness in that group. I I really love every single person that's a part of it. But there's a formula. There's a structure. Mm -hmm. So we sit down. Usually Mary does a little intro meditation just to get us settled in our bodies, Mm -hmm. in the space. And then she opens the floor and anybody who has a dream can share. Um, It doesn't have to be a profound dream. It doesn't have to be, it can really be anything. And they tell the dream twice and then we as I don't know if we're the audience or the rest of the group gets to ask clarifying questions. Mm -hmm. So if there's something we don't understand, we get to add clarity to that. And then we have a section where we get to share what comes up for us. Mm -hmm. Um, And the point, I think this is what really changed for me in our last dream circle. The point isn't to analyze the other person's dreams and, and diagnose them with something. The point is to really call on your own experiences, your own intuition, your own symbols that are coming up and share that. And if the dreamer does latch on to any portion of that that's a beautiful synchronicity but the point isn't synchronicity the point is just to let our subconscious minds let what's coming up in dreams live somewhere besides our own heads yes oh such a beautiful explanation yeah it's I mean a beautiful practice it really is I wanted to make a TikTok or a video but I wasn't sure if I could just explain it in a concise manner about how I think this would be such a fun kind of alternative book club or something for you guys listening to do if you have some friends who are just interested in dreams. Totally. It doesn't have to be particularly spiritual, by the way, or religious or anything. It's just if you're interested in dreams. I've always been interested in dreams since a young age. Same. I was same. always into Freudian methods and, and books. Psychology. Yes. Totally. And that's the thing about the dream circle is it's not, I mean, overtly spiritual. It's more about symbolism. Mm-hmm. And, you know, what does blood mean in this dream? And blood's kind of an extreme example. Right. But it could be, you know, one of my dreams was this white cage and so what does this white cage mean to me what does it mean to Anna Grace what does it mean to every single person in this group because we've all touched on feelings of being trapped or being you know in a situation where we can't be set free or set ourselves free and so it's really finding that overlap of symbolism not I mean and sometimes that is a spiritual or a mystic experience but it's not always and sometimes it really is just so lovely to hold a space say hey I have a dream and then to have your friends just ask you a lot of questions because it's that practice of having someone ask us the questions that we're like we actually have the answers inside of us we're sometimes we're just waiting for someone to ask a hundred percent you know me you know I believe that through and through Mm -hmm. and I don't think we have enough opportunities where we get the the chance that other people would ask us these things that are callings deeper callings on our heart right Mm -hmm. or at least clues to doorways to those things and so dream circle is a beautiful opportunity to do that but I feel like also we do that just in our friendship day to day it's an important thing. We don't ask ourselves enough 
enough questions no. for others. And yeah. I want to just go ahead and shamelessly plug Tiana made the most beautiful journal. If you guys are new to journaling and you're like, I don't, a lot of people will write me being like, I just don't know. What are we saying in the journal? <laughs> I know. Because I'm an avid journaler. Like if I'm happy, I journal gratitude. If I'm sad, I journal my sad feelings. If I'm mad, I'm like, why are you mad? Mm-hmm. Why did this trigger you? Why did this upset you? So, you know, I, I'm, a, I'm a seasoned journaler now mm-hmm. because it's been years, but even as a kid, I always had a diary, you know, with the locks, like same, always been a writer. I would love, I, I used to write song lyrics, like so many things, honestly, I've forgotten until I've gotten older and I'll totally. remember, I'm like, wow, I actually was doing this intuitively as a child. Totally, totally. Writing is such a beautiful um, outlet for whether you want to call it creativity, spirituality, spirituality. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just a really beautiful opportunity to let something alchemize through you right and it can be cathartic it can be therapeutic it can be creative it can be so many things I find that through writing too Um, and I know you do as well but for some people it could be dance it could be painting it could be it's this process of taking something unseen something ineffable something intangible and alchemizing it turning that nothing into something through you as a conduit or a vessel Mm -hmm. it's just a beautiful process and and that process doesn't have to look like anything it doesn't have to have these concrete type parameters and I think a lot of times in society people want to tell us that we our creativity our beliefs our values they have to look a certain way but I really do think that it's through the process of writing that we get more in tune with what that actually looks like for us on our terms not on the terms of anybody else you know 100 percent yeah so and I think the most beautiful practice, I've gone through three of Tiana's journals. I'll link them in the show notes, you guys, by the way. And, and she can tell us more of how this beautiful journal that she created, not only is it aesthetically stunning, but also <laughs> it, she handcrafted, I mean, hundreds of prompts. I feel like there's so many. I don't know what the exact number is, but I feel like there's at least a hundred there. Totally. There's a lot of prompts. There's a lot of prompts for yeah. each sector of life. So if you're feeling like, hmm, I'm interested in journaling, but I don't know where to start. She's already thought it all through, but I've gone through three of her journals full, cover to cover. Oh, you're so sweet. I love you. <laughs> I love you. And it's crazy because now I have like a little library of all my journals and I can look back and and go, wow, at this point I was going through this and now that's just a lesson I've completely overcome. It's really cool to see your evolution. Totally, totally. And I mean, it's, I think that's the whole point of within, right? I structured it in the structured it in this way that's really free because you know I love guided practices I love like a five minute journal I love things that give us structure but I think sometimes when we rely too heavily on that structure we feed into this idea like I said that things should look a certain way and so within was really created with this intention of giving you a lot of really good starting points that you can choose intuitively if you so feel called, but also providing a lot of space to allow for your own musings and intuition Mm -hmm. and inner voice to take the the reins. And it really is this beautiful process once you alchemize all of these thoughts and ideas and pains onto the page, having this catalog of who was I at this stage? Because I think that's one of the biggest gifts we can give ourselves, right, is the process of growing and evolving into knowing ourselves more, being a better person, you know, reaching for higher heights. And we really are, at the end of the day, these dynamic human beings. So to have these time capsules, um, little moments of time is just a gift, right, to say that's who I was then, but look how far I've come. 
I know. And and also being really proud of how much we've stepped into. Oh my gosh, totally. I forget that a lot of times to be so proud and, and grateful for the versions of myself that needed to be strong, that needed to go through some really hard stuff to get to where I am today. And so I think it hits the nail on the head. Those little slices of time we can have really deep reverence for as well. Oh, 100%. And for anybody listening here, I want you guys to just like all take a quick, quick second and close your eyes and be like, how proud am I Mm. of myself for everything that I've overcome? Totally. Every struggle, every high, every low, but we're here. Totally. And we've all survived. Totally. Sometimes I have to remind myself yeah. to do that. Like there's this song I've been, it's a Maggie Rogers song. It's called Dog Years. And this could be anything for you. Like you you might listen to the song and be like, what is she talking about? But there are these moments where I have to like almost self-soothe and remind myself that like, no, I'm the one that has you. And like, I'm proud of you. I saw what you did there. Because if we wait for that affirmation from other people from the outside world, even you, Anna Grace, you're my best friend. I love you so much. But if I sat around waiting for your affirmation of what you see in me forever I would be waiting all the time you know what I mean and so I think it is really important that we have those moments that we just acknowledge who we are and the beauty that exists inside of us um, even if it's not always perfect or polished or poised yeah there's 100 so percent and I actually I always think about you because I had this random light bulb moment in the shower about our love languages mm. and how yours is words of affirmation. And you guys, one thing about Tiana and I, we know every single one of our friends is <laughs> love language, human design, astrology, Astro- top three, <laughs> numerology. Mm-hmm such good tools and also here's the thing even if your friends aren't 100 into it everyone loves to learn about themselves totally great things to ask about your friends totally like that's uh, me i'm big about space but that's something about me like different people are going to latch on to different things for some people astrology is their thing that is the 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 tool that they find the most insight about themselves through for some people it's journaling for some people it's akashic records Mm -hmm. for some people it's tarot you know for some people it's the bible and religion these are all really beautiful tools Mm -hmm. because at the end of the day if you think about it the bible is text you know on a page and it's not much different well it's sacred and beautiful but you infuse meaning to it right Mm -hmm. and that's the same with the stars right they're they're lights in the sky there's a scientific explanation to them but you infuse meaning to them right and it's about what feels most resonant to you where you feel feel most connected to yourself and so I think to have all of these different tools like human design like all of these different things they're just really beautiful opportunities to see what your friends are feeling connected to to know them in a different way that feels connected to you it's just beautiful opportunities if you think about it I love that opportunities yeah and truly it's just an intention on both of our parts that hey we want to know more about you we want to connect even if that's maybe not someone's 100% modality people still love to hear about like hey do you want me to do a little mini human design reading and they're like yeah totally (laughs) totally honestly like Akashic Records was something that I wasn't super familiar with before you started kind of diving into the world of Akashic Records and the more that I you know, got familiarized with what it is and kind of had a reading, the more I realized like this is just but one more really beautiful tool for us to know ourselves, for us to feel connected to other human beings. And why not? Why 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 can't we allow ourselves that beautiful gift to know ourselves more deeply if it feels resonant and it feels like something that's calling on our heart? 
100% and I'm so happy that you're taking this conversation this direction as always divinely guided because I find that's been my number one question. People writing in saying, I love what you're saying at AG University. I don't even know what the Akashic Records are, but it feels good when you talk about it. It's yeah. all about the feeling. Totally. You're like, I don't even know what she's talking about, but I like what she, I like how it sounds, you know? Totally. But there are a lot of people who come from a religious background or mm -hmm. come from these places of stricter, you know, ideologies or just ways of upbringings, but they're looking for more connection and in different ways in nature and spirituality. Mm -hmm in whatever so what is your best advice to that person kind of like what you were just saying but mm. just go a little bit more yeah totally and I think there's a lot of people out there right who have maybe grown up with a specific ideology or a specific structure that felt really good to them then but they're starting to see glimpses in other places that also feel really good and I think what you captured in in the phrase it's a feeling is so important because I really do feel like if you're looking at a Venn diagram of all these different modalities right there's a center at, that overlaps all of them right and it is this feeling it's this love it's connectedness it's knowing yourself it's feeling anchored it's peace it's the antithesis of fear and um, judgment and all of these things that we always want to cast out, right? I think that lies in the very center. And so I think if somebody was to come and be curious about Akashic Records or about any modality that's maybe a little bit esoteric or uncharted, I would say tap into yourself. Give yourself a moment, a beat, mm. a breath to say, does this feel aligned to me? If I'm having fears about this specific modality, are those fears mine? Or did they come from a community that I was raised in? Did they come from a judgment that I am looping in my head from somebody else, mm. right? Mm. And so I'm big on that. I, I really believe that all the answers, like you said, exist inside of us. And that if we give ourselves the time and space to tap in and to see and intuit and feel what's right for us, we'll always find the answers that are, are most aligned for us, our true calling, our inner being. Um, but we have to give ourselves those moments to listen, mm -hmm. to familiarize ourselves with what does that sound like versus what does the rest of the world sound like? and then decide what the best action is based on that. 100%. And I love how you directed us to separate the voice in our head from, mm. is this fear mm. mine? Mm. Or does it belong to someone else? Because majority of the time, and even with me going into, I, I've talked to very openly on this podcast how it was very scary for me to tell people, you know, I'm clairvoyant or I'm a medium or I do these modalities. And that was my own past version of self who said, oh, psychics aren't real. Oh, that stuff's blah, 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 blah. Like, mm -hmm. I didn't even know. So one, I didn't even have the information, right? Totally. Most people don't. Absolutely. So I always tell people first, check into some information, see what resonates, see what lands, see if anything sounds good. But then also check in with yourself and say, is this a past narrative of something someone just told me when I was little and it's just running in my head? Totally, totally. You know, and fear is so powerful. It's so funny. I was journaling just this morning and I kept replaying that phrase from Dune that fear is the mind killer because I was like, they were onto something. Fear will keep you trapped. Fear will keep you in that white cage. Mm. You have the key to get out, but it will keep you there forever if you let it. Oh yeah. And there 
there I also identify as a deeply spiritual person I have a lot of different practices that feel really resonant to me to get connected to myself to God source spirit whatever you want to call it and there have been many times where I'm very afraid to voice that opinion because of the fear of judgment Mm -hmm. and I think I was listening to your podcast with Peyton and you were talking about how everything whittles down to safety so a fear of judgment is just a fear of being cast out being unlovable being Mm -hmm. unsafe right Mm -hmm. and nobody wants that but I really think in those moments something that I've had to learn because I just got my first hate comment on YouTube I've been starting to post more on YouTube and I just got my first hate comment wait I'm so proud because that means you're doing something right well haters mean you're doing something (laughs) right everybody more trolls equals more money (laughs) that's the conclusion I came to AG honestly and I think there was a time where a past version of me would have been absolutely heartbroken and devastated by some unknown figure saying that I love to hear myself talk right that was their their comment and like also welcome to my YouTube channel. Literally. It's like someone saying Anna Grace talks too much. She has a podcast. Literally. Don't listen to the podcast. Totally. No, I, I'm sorry. That's just like people. I couldn't agree more though, AG. Like the more that I sat there and thought about it, I was like, you know, I've spent the last 15 years silencing myself, trying to be so perfect, speak at the right amount of um, decibels so that it's not too loud. It's not too quiet. I've tried to be really conscious about how everybody in the room is feeling so that I can make sure I'm not taking up too much space and you know what it got me nowhere I felt more stifled more just threatened than ever by my own power and so I was like you know what I do like to hear myself talk because I spent the last 15 years silencing myself and you know what I got a lot of shit to say and it's valuable and it's worthwhile and that's the point right you have to believe that what you're saying holds power because if you don't believe that nobody else will it goes back to the dog ear song by Maggie Rogers I have to remind myself Tiana, this person is saying whatever they're saying, but you know why they're saying it? Because something in you is stirring, something sacred, something powerful is stirring something in them that they want to shut down. And you have to be the one to remind yourself when everybody else wants to silence you, you know you have a voice. You know you have something to say. I've got you. Keep going. Oh, I just had like a visceral reaction (laughs) to that (laughs) situation because I am really coming into this place of everyone shut the fuck up and listen. (laughs) And it's it's really like it is this like this. I know we've been talking a lot about feminine rage on here, but a lot of our rage is attached to wisdom Mm. and this Mm. power and. Oftentimes it can get a little confusing as to which is anger or power or this or that. But here's the thing. I'm not going to play small anymore. No. For years I'd be like, I did, I'm really, here's the thing. I know in the Akashic Records, that's my zone of genius. Mm. That is my zone of genius. Mm. I had a meeting last week and I had somebody saying, you know, I don't really know what that is. And maybe we should, we should dumb it down and call it this, whatever. Here's the thing. I'm here to teach people about it. Totally. It's my zone of genius. And if you're not going to do it, who's going to do it? Right. We're just going to keep it hidden forever. Right. There has to be somebody who blazes trail who dares to go first and you are that person right you might not know about it but just because you don't know about it doesn't mean it's scary somebody is going to have to come here and show you that feeling that there is light that there is power that there is something sacred there if you would just let yourself get curious give yourself enough space to say what is that at the end of the day you might decide oh akashic records isn't how i um, feel in touch with god or spirit or source and that's totally fine it is but one really beautiful option in a sea of really beautiful 
beautiful options and you are the person that is going to open that up for people thank you tiana no i mean you know i mean that i know and and tiana has been she was my playground my practice my safe space for when i'm like hey i'm gonna try this i'm just gonna open the akashic records and she's like okay i'm like cool (laughs) she's like yeah and and you're right i am stepping into this place where i want to scream it from the rooftops like hello this is what i'm doing after years of trying to hide it not wanting to tell people and so for all of you guys listening i want you to know that you have a voice and even if you're like i'm shy i don't whatever 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 your beliefs your opinions whatever you're passionate about whatever you feel you've hidden away Mm. i want you to shout it from the rooftops because there are people waiting for you totally there are people waiting for you tiana there are people waiting for me Mm. there are people waiting for this information they need it a hundred percent they do and like if we don't have the courage to sit here and stand up and and say speak into existence what we know to be true nobody else will do it and look the more that you shout the louder you get the more people are going to try and silence you but what brings me peace is that that is so much more about them their fears you know if we want to get scientific with it tell me i've been reading a lot it's this book called owning your shadow by robert johnson and it's not scientific it's psychological sorry psychology um but he is Jungian in practice as well and something that was really interesting for me is we always hear about shadow work right Mm -hmm. our shadow are those parts of ourselves that we cast out that we say are despicable shameful and usually we create our own shadow and you think about um the analogy of like if you're holding a, a light the brighter the light the more of a shadow it's going to cast right Ooh, and so but what was interesting for me because I'm really familiar with shadow work I know you are too you know embracing those parts of ourselves my shadow says that I'm too loud Mary actually our therapist had me do this um exercise where she had me call out that voice in my head that was critical and she was like draw it what is what does it look like Mm. and I've come to this resolution that it's this very poised almost Stepford wife woman that has pearls around her neck not cute pearls like yours like (laughs) stuffy pearls I know what you mean um and she is the one that tells me Tiana you're being too loud Tiana you're taking up too much air from the room Tiana like you were too self fish Mm. and just having that visual of being like this is Marion this is the one who wants to control my shadow who wants to say like it's not good enough it's not interesting enough it's getting old it's not beautiful enough just having the recognition of who that is has been so so powerful but something that this book has taught me is that we also do that with qualities that we admire about people Mm. so you know I'm trying to think of a good example Emily Ratajkowski is somebody that I've been really interested in recently I think she's written a book that's a desire on my heart Mm -hmm. um she's using her voice to to speak she has a podcast just like you Mm -hmm. um all of these people in my life they have media platforms that really inspire me and it's really easy for me to project onto her to say oh you know she is beautiful um she is has the voice and is using it she is an author but I'm not right because if we were to actually own those parts of ourselves there's a certain responsibility that comes with that it's scary to own the despicable shameful parts but it's also scary to own the really beautiful valiant parts too and I just think it's really interesting all of these different facets of ourselves that we want to compartmentalize and put all in all of these tiny neat little boxes but something I've been really trying on is that it's all us it's all part of this beautiful dynamic rich human existence that we live and we've got to be proud of it we've got to live into it we've got to honor it and embrace it 
And the more we do, the more people are going to try and project their shadow or their hero elements onto us. But we have to be so rooted in who we are to not be weathered by the storm that comes when people start to take notice. And that's truly what I needed to hear so much because I feel like the more that I step into it, the more pushback I get. Mm, And I could totally see where that's so. And so, but it's interesting because instead of being like, oh, am I doing something wrong? Or is this whatever? I'm getting all this pushback. I'm doing something right. Totally. I'm doing something right because it's it's activating people. A hundred percent. It's triggering them. It's triggering them. And I made a video years ago like it was this was like during the quarantine because I was living in my house off of Weston the one we would walk to <laughs> yes I literally moved to Weston because Tiana and her husband lived to Weston we had the best time during lockdown <laughs> we really did just that. go on long walks yeah. in our neighborhood I really am rooting for them to move to Florida like in a serious way I'm like you guys should just move to Florida honestly we need to be next to the beach so it's a, we're taking it into high consideration. I'm constantly trying to start a compound. I'm like, you guys, we could just start a little neighborhood, a little village. Oh, I would love that. That's was, a whole conversation for another day. I'm yeah. like, we, we just communal. We'll grow our own vegetables. Yeah. We'll like, we'll have babies like clan. Totally. That's how it's supposed to be. It takes a village. Totally. I will stand by that. Yeah. So... I made this video back in our old house in Weston how I realized that more trolls actually means you're making more money because I realized and I I broke it down to you're putting yourself out there more and your message is getting further and wider and it's catching up all these people and I really want to put it on a t-shirt more more trolls equals more money totally because if you realize the Kardashians post they get crazy engagement almost a whole conference people just fighting and they're just sitting there cashing totally (laughs) they're like we don't even care whatever I saw a TikTok too recently where she was like, I used to delete all of the hate comments, but now I just leave them because honestly, it's more engagement for me. And she's like, let them fight in the comments because it's not about us at the end of the day. If we are so anchored in our truth and what we're saying, which I know you are one of the people that I know is most rooted in her truth and what she's here to do. And if we're rooted in that, then nothing, it's not about them, you know, at the end of the day, of course it is because we know that our message deserves to be heard. We know that there are going to be so many people that are helped through the Akashic Records, through your podcast, through what you're doing. But if somebody has been so moved to send you hate or you know, feel like they need to break you down. It just says so much about how they're hurting and where they're at and the parts of themselves that they're denying. I saw a TikTok too recently where she was like, it's just not in style to be a bully anymore. Like to be a bully is to openly say like, I don't like myself. And truly, it's just, it's very obvious to me, which I don't think there was a point or there definitely was a point when I don't think I would have been able to say that. Or had that awareness. Totally, totally. Same, same. And and also too, just to tell you guys, I think that this goes for trolls or anyone and your your working space, hundred percent. your boss, your environment, this conversation, I want you to translate, copy and paste to whatever situation in your life and put this lens on. Because sometimes it really just, I have to constantly change my lens through which I see. I say that before, I say that before I got on the mic, I'm like, I choose to see every situation through the lens of love. I choose to see it through the lens of love. That's just our only option at this point, Anna Grace. You have to keep marching. A hundred percent. And you know, love, people talk about love because it's such a ubiquitous experience. Everybody knows knows what love is and what it feels like and I think the important thing is like anchoring back into that love exists inside of us Mm -hmm. you know and it's about honoring and tapping into that and yeah I don't know I just think it's really important because we can so easily default to giving that away giving that power away giving that 
you know, rootedness away. And that's a practice, uh, another practice to give you guys, and Tiana probably knows this too, but anytime a situation is just really ruminating in my head, I always say, you know what? I call back my power. Mm -hmm. I call back my power from whoever this person is and I bless them. The number one way to basically break a curse or any type of negative energy that's being directed towards you from someone Mm -hmm. who's hurting, right? Mm -hmm. Is to light a candle and Mm -hmm. you got to focus and send them love and forgiveness and that will dissolve whatever negative energy attachment is that's happening between the two of you guys that's just like a very quick little freebie practice that i will i will bless everyone who's listening with there are tons of ways to do energetic cord cutting and all the things we could get really really um technical with it but at the end of the day you can redirect whatever energy you can call your power back from that person and just send them love and forgiveness totally and and walk away (laughs) totally i'm just looking at you and i'm just thinking about how you are exactly where you need to be because i love that what could so easily just become a conversation that has no you know real fruitful action steps you always draw it back to your audience and something they can take away from it something they can apply to their lives something they can learn which really just affirms for me that you're exactly where you need to be teaching people about these ways to know themselves through the lens of love and the akashic records and you're so multifaceted and dynamic it's not just akashic records it's all sorts of bits of light but i just had that little flash and i just wanted to me words of affirmation affirm that in you thank you well, oh, and I'm glad you said words of affirmation because you brought us back to what I was saying. I was thinking of you earlier and how I went through and made a list of how everyone in my life who I knew what their main um, love language is and how I realized I had this massive light bulb moment because Tiana was the one that hammered it in my head so much. Like she was always asking everyone around us. Every time we go to a big dinner, she always asks everybody like, what's your love language? Like, what are your hobbies? What do you like to do? And she always comes up with the best, way better questions than that. I'm just giving some examples, but <laughs> I always think of her as like, she's like, always like, I'm a words of affirmation girly, but I love to know. I love to know how I can show someone love in a way that is best received. Isn't it so beautiful to know how people love to be loved yeah. so that you can can show up for them in that way yes especially because you know the people in your life who are important to you who you love they're there for a reason and so it takes nurturing and fostering those relationships i think love language is a great way to know how people love to be loved it goes back to what we were saying before all of these different modalities are just ways to connect with people i know enneagram is a big one oh yeah um just all sorts of different ways well the the love language has got me because i I was thinking how much we have to give ourselves our own love language first. A hundred percent. That was my manifestation hack because I realized I was always doing EFT tapping. Mm. I was doing because touch, touch, physical touch. And physical touch is number one. Mm. I need it. Austin will be in the middle of doing something, and I'll be like, "Hey, in thirty minutes, can like I just like come sit in your lap and you hold me for a minute?" And he's I, always like, "Okay." You know, good for <laughs> you though for speaking your needs. We yes. need to do that with people. And that was a practice. That no, was a practice. Absolutely, because he's like. I don't quite need physical touch as much, but I want to love you how you need to be loved, oh, you know? See, and how our partner is going to know that unless we communicate that with them. Exactly. And yeah. that's been a personal evolution, personal growth. But for me, I realized I always gravitated towards these practices around manifestation that were rooted in my own love language. It's so true. It's yeah. so true. I feel like that's maybe the theme for today is this like, you know, we have to be that sense of love and support for ourselves. And when you said that, it kind of gave me a light bulb click moment because I was journaling actually just this morning about the gap between where I am and where I want to be, right? Mm -hmm. And I was like, 
what am I really desiring? And I think in this infancy stage of creating content, I desire people to see it, obviously. But you, yeah. you know better than anybody, creating content is not just one day you wake up and decide to be an influencer. It is gr- grueling hours. It is a grind. For a long time, you're like shouting into the void, like, are people even listening? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but you have to keep that vision and that mission true north. And, you know, I was thinking, okay, you know, obviously I want people to see this. I want views. I want all of these things. But what do I really want? And when I started to strip back the layers, I was like, oh, I want to be seen. I want to be validated. But then I was like, well, Tiana, do you see yourself? Mm. You know, you want to be seen as somebody who knows themselves, but like, are you sure? Are you affirmed in that that feeling that you know yourself? You want to be seen as a successful creator. Do you see yourself as a successful creator? Mm-hmm. Um, and it really is, you know, all of these things that are disguised as maybe followers. I'm just using the example that that feels most resonant to me right now. But, you know, disguised as view counts and all of these things, they're really just deeper. They're leading to deeper Uh, realizations about what you're needing to give to yourself and so it makes so much sense now that I'm thinking about it when you said the love languages that what I really need right now is to affirm myself Mm -hmm. you know give myself those words of affirmation even if other people can't see it Tiana again you know you have a voice you know you have a story you know you have something worthy to say give yourself that love it's just I don't know it's all clicking into place for me (laughs) 100% well and it, it really is so crazy to think I have this love language and I have this need for physical touch for quality time. But Mm. do I spend quality time with myself? Totally. And like unabashedly say, whatever you want to do right now, let's go out and do it. No, there's all these different ramifications and shoulds and, you know, built up frustrations from our childhood that we project onto the situation that we think we have to act a certain way in. Right. And so it's really just about stripping away. I mean, you know, that's what inner child work gets to the heart of. It's like, what does little Tiana, what does little AG need in this moment? And how can we give that to her in a way that's going to feel nourishing and revitalizing and energizing and loving? And the more that I... I am in my window of approaching 30, mm-hmm. 29, and she's, she's fleeting. But I'm so excited because the closer I get to 30, the closer I return to my most authentic childlike version of self. 100%. It is so crazy how we literally spend all of our 20s just unraveling <laughs> and trying to just remember what did I actually want to do when I came into this body? Totally. But you know what's so like pervasive about your 20s is that like for some reason there's like a confidence where you feel like you know. <laughs> and you're like, wait, you get to 30 and you're like, wait, I didn't know anything. I it's, know. It's wild. But I do want to ask you. Okay. I know this is your podcast okay, and you're you supposed know. to be asking questions. But ask me. Just me. Um, so you're in your Saturn return then, mm-hmm. right? Are you feeling it? Do you feel like the Saturn return is embodying what everybody says a Saturn Saturn return embodies? Yes, 100%. Also, can you give them a quick explanation of a Saturn return just to your experience? Totally. I don't know too much about it, um, but I know you have a couple of Saturn returns in your life, I Mm -hmm. believe. One around 27 to 30, I believe. Mm -hmm. And then another one, I think, in your 50s or 60s. But they're supposed to be these moments. I guess Saturn is a really slow-moving planet, and Saturn is the planet of, like, limitations and structure and rules I could be totally botching that so okay. I'm sure some astrologers can be like it nope but they'll clarify for us <laughs> um but it's just supposed to be this period of like immense growth edges right pushing up against the things that feel really hard so that you can 
open them up, analyze them, inspect them, see if they fit, and then grow into new ways and patterns of existing and doing life. And so it's supposed to be kind of a really uncomfy time, Mm. um, but where we shed a lot of past layers in order to become a new version of ourselves, I think. Yes, that was a great explanation to the knowledge that I have as well. Astrology is probably the modality I would say I have the least amount of knowledge. Me too. It's just so layered. It is layered. Yeah. It's like learning another language. Totally. It's houses, it's planets, it's signs it's a lot of things it is a lot of things but i do know that the saturn return as you approach 30 for tiana for for juji too all all of us we have all like we would we would get coffee and we would all three of us would cry totally (laughs) at the coffee date you guys want to get coffee all of us would be crying totally about how hard things were (laughs) (laughs) we're like it's hard for you yeah it's really hard (laughs) but sometimes it was nice just sitting in the presence of my most loving non-judgmental friends Mm -hmm. and be like is this you feel too totally and, and we all, we literally do talk like that really okay? <laughs> okay? and being like okay okay and we we made a pact that no matter no matter what happened if if, if i was in florida tiana was in nashville because we know we're all busy and and that's the great thing about us we all respect each other's time and energy to the umph degree to the point where i'm like tiana call me totally call me totally. i know i'm i know i'm busy and i know you're busy but call me because if it's if it's hard for you i promise it's hard for me and and I do believe that this Saturn return, maybe maybe you and Juju were maybe a little bit ahead of me. Mm-hmm. I think, well, Juju's one year before me. I'm one year before you and you're one year before me. So we're like... We're, we're in a beautiful... Trio. Yes. A, a beautiful just kind of um, lineage of passing down information to each other. I know. And now Juju's the first to do motherhood. So I'm so excited I wonder if her. it'll happen like that too, again, with motherhood. I kind of think it will. I, I bet it goes Juju, then you, then me. I, oh. I feel that. So I love it. We'll be back on and, and it, a one year anniversary from this and we'll see where we're at. Tiana's like pregnant. <laughs> like, hello. Anyways, but the Saturn return for me has been truly leaving Nashville and, and coming into Florida. Mm-hmm. And I feel I am a completely different person entering 30. Totally. The universe really said, we're going to give it all to you and you're going to figure it out. But I promise you, you will be stronger on the other side for 100%, this. 100%. But yeah. she said 29. You think you're feeling fine. You ain't. You wait, you can play it fast and loose, sister. And there was, you know, I people say the dark night of the soul, which oftentimes you have to go there. But I will say that I would not have gotten to this really healthy, happy state of a lot of toxic things needed to leave my life. And it's just uncomfortable. We just don't really want change. Totally. We, we want to stay in the same, even if it's hurting us. No, we want, nobody wants the uncomfortable parts. Like if, no. <laughs> if you were going to look at your life and be like, yeah, well, from 27 to 30, you're going to feel really, it's going to be really painful you'd be like is there a way to opt out of that (laughs) no thanks but you know what i've been sitting with and a and a idea that i've been trying on speaking of saturn returns because they are oftentimes painful and uncomfy for people is we need the darkness as much as we need the light we need these moments where we are tilling the soil where we are getting our hands dirty digging up things and inspecting them to say Does this fit? Is this the way that I want to show up in the world so that we can cast it aside, generate new richness for that soil and grow something new, Mm. grow something that serves us, something that is in our favor, right? And I really think that as painful as the Saturn returns are, and we know like they, I, I would say the last three and a half years, which has been my Saturn return has been the most uncomfortable, the most crying I've ever done. But now that I'm seeing glimpses, I think my Saturn return ends in April and then there's like a shadow phase. Now that I'm seeing it in hindsight more, I'm like, there's no other way that I could have done that. I would not be the person I am today. I would not know the things I know today 
if I didn't have those moments. And I hope that that's how my life continues to evolve because it means we're growing, we're getting stronger, we're getting better. And so, yeah, I mean, as uncomfortable as they are, I think they're really necessary. And so I'm curious what, this just turns into me interviewing you. I love it. I'm curious what what lessons have come up for you um in the midst of moving in the you you talked a little bit about feminine rage Mm -hmm. and being angry what do you feel like if you had to give this Saturn return chapter a title you would title it to really Mm. encompass all that you've been learning Ooh, if I had to give it a title let me think about that Mm. the first thing that came to my head Mm. is that the beach heals all Ooh, I love that tell us more okay so (laughs) Well, I feel like there is something to be said when we look around in an environment and we can pinpoint all of these different things that are our energy is just spilling, right? Mm -hmm. And that's where I was in Nashville. I would say more so with career wise, Mm -hmm. there was just too many things. And I have, you know, my little just creative all over out in the ethers. Projector self. Projector self. and, And I realized that moving to a new opportunity moving to a new location was an opportunity for true growth and self development and healing but i did not realize what i actually was needing the most was grounding mm. regulating my nervous system doing physical things in the body because you know i'm so like let's meditate let's go to the akashic records let's do all these things and then moving to the beach and truly getting rid of all of even the the clothes that I was hiding and all these layers. I mean, literally going to the beach and just like wearing a bathing suit and swimming and like just letting go of all of these things. Even even all the amount of fashion content that I was doing didn't really make sense anymore. It was just like, how much can you strip away mm. and just still feel grounded? Still feel grounded. Mm. That was that was the lesson, and that's so interesting. That was just what came to my head is that the beach chills all because. I always tell people it's, you know, it's just like healing portal. A hundred percent. I mean, absolutely. And I think just watching you kind of talk about this process, talk about the beach, talk about the clothes and the things that you needed to shed. It's just, it feels so resonant. I can't help but see truth when you speak. And I think it's interesting too that in our dream circle, so many of your dreams had grounding in them as themes and as, you know, little tidbits i mean, truly which is why i do love the the dream circle predominantly is just other women local to national but we don't know each other mm-hmm. but it just happened that tiana and i share a same therapist because normally like you probably don't know all your therapist clients so <laughs> right it, it's like it's like a group of people i always kind of say it's like going on a blind date you know totally. you're sharing these intimate parts of your life but it's it's almost easier sometimes to just share be really vulnerable with strangers who like you don't really see every day you know they're not your coworkers, not anyone a hundred percent but it was so nice too that you were present because obviously tiana and i would we would try to act like we didn't know each other as well as we do just like, for the sake oh, of interesting <laughs> and a great tell me that's your name again i love that you've been able to document this journey kind of with me and i do want to ask you one question as we you know as we conclude what is your greatest lesson of your 20s or just something really you wish you could tell your younger self Mm. throughout this journey Mm. such a good question Mm -hmm. there are so many things like i i I wrote a a letter to my younger self um and not my 20 year old self it was little tt that 
just really encompassed a lot of what I was going through in the past three and a half years. And so much of that is probably what I would tell my 20 year old self too, because, you know, I think when I was younger, I was really bold. I was really confident. I was the girl who practiced her autograph. I was, um, instead of her like multiplication tables, I, my mom always says I carried three purses, one for beauty, one for money, one for toys. I was just big, you know, Love that. I was bossy. I was big. I was in charge. Right. And when I was 15, I, my whole life, I wanted to be a singer and I wanted to perform for people. I, I viscerally remember having moments where I would watch musicians and performers on stage and it's that feeling, right? You can feel when somebody is in their element doing something from love and would just cry because I wanted that so much. And so when I was 15, I auditioned for American Idol. This is a really long roundabout way to say, but I promise I'm going to bring it home. You're doing great. Um, and I didn't make it. I didn't even make it past like the first two minutes. And it was crushing for me. And from 15 to I want to say 29 and a half, I silenced myself. Mm-hmm. I didn't sing. I tried to be really good at being what everybody else wanted me to be. I thought, you know, I led with so much conviction when I was younger and it led me to this place of a closed door. So clearly I'm doing something wrong, right? Maybe if I can get really nuanced and really good at being what everybody else wants me to be, then I'll find my truth. Then I'll find my success, my comfort, my joy, my happiness, my passion. And what I didn't realize is that every single time in every single moment that I favored somebody else's opinion of me over myself, I was slowly building this wall around me that was protective, sure, but that also was immobilizing. I Mm. couldn't express myself cage yes I couldn't the cage I couldn't do anything and so if I had to give advice to my younger self it would be to the first thing that comes to me is something I always say is that you can trust yourself Tiana that even when the world shouts that you are wrong that you are uninteresting that you are ugly that you are long-winded that you are loud that you are too bold that you don't believe the right things you know who you are and you know what your truth is anchor into that use that as your true north because that is the place that will always guide you home not these other people not these other opinions and even if at the end of the road you are alone you will always have yourself and you are love you are the embodiment of love so you always have what you need Mm. Tiana's got to write a book, you guys. She is the most <laughs> eloquently spoken human I've ever met. Mm. And truly, as cheesy as it is, it's always the truth will set you free. It's to- so true. Totally, totally. It's like what Lacey says. You know, we both know TBM, but if you own the things about you that you feel are that you have to hide or that whatever, like nobody can use those against you. Mm-mm. Somebody says you're too long-winded. You love to hear yourself talk. I already know that about myself. It's because I have something to say. Exactly. You know, it's like they can't use that against you. No. And that's the thing. It's like you can, you're like, um, I can easily call the power back from that. Goodbye. I know Lacey is another one we're referencing to be magnetic. She always says, you know, if your business is not growing, where are you hiding? hundred percent. I'm like, mic drop. Yeah. Literally. Literally. I was so called out by that. I was like. And isn't it cool how, you know, life, the universe has all of these little nuggets of like ways to know yourself like even if they feel painful or like red red flags at the time it's like something's off here you're not honoring your truth you're not honoring your own divinity you're not honoring love so like where do we need to recalibrate Mm -hmm. where are you hiding 
Ooh, this was so good. Tiana, oh my gosh. I literally, I love you so much. I love you so much. I could talk to you for hours. I'm like, I, I know. I'm like, we just like set, we just start another one back to back. We're totally. Like, hey, we're coming right back. They're like, we need another guest. We're sick of Tiana. <laughs> no, no. You're always coming back. And also just to like conclude really what you were saying too about this embodiment of love. I just want to leave Tiana and everyone here with the knowledge or the knowing or the the trust in yourself that whatever it is like for me I call it Akashic Records Mm. you might call it God's plan Mm. you could journal you could journal scripture and the Bible Mm. you can do whatever it is that you want to do as long as it feels good it feels light it connects you to love and connects you to you Mm. and you don't have to label it and you don't have to explain it and you don't have to fit into one category we are here to spirituality to me is to connect with myself Mm. and knowing myself and being able to love myself because we can only love to the capacity of which we can love ourselves preach I'm like snaps (laughs) snaps all of a sudden we got like a jazz band playing truly i couldn't have said it better myself you know and all of these ways that we want to negate and say no you're wrong this is right they're just ways that we're trying to protect ourselves and make ourselves feel feel safe so what would open up for us what would be a possibility if we at least just got curious about what those things are if we are in fact leading with love and leading with this this knowledge of ourselves right absolutely that's what i tell everyone as long as the intention is love Mm. and you're rooted in love there's no wrong answer Mm. there's there's no wrong way to do anything whether it's energy whether it's spirituality and here's the craziest thing what if we just did it all what if we didn't call it anything and what if we just dabbled in it all what if we just played in it all totally like what if we just let our lives be an expression of love in whatever way that wanted to express in that moment that felt most resonant what would that look like Mm. And that's how we're ending today. And that's goodbye. (laughs) And goodbye. But seriously, thanks for coming to class. I hope you guys take notes. Also, Tiana has beautiful journals available. I will link her brand, all of her information within, because as she says, all of our answers truly come from within. And that's the foundation of her brand, her business. Also, her content is just so so thoughtful and intentional. And her letters, I'm going to print them all off from her email. I'm subscribed to her newsletter. You guys got to subscribe. And I'm going to print them into a book for Tiana and distribute them to the world because I'm like everyone needs these messages so thank you for sharing your wisdom and your time and your energy with us oh thank you for doing the same and inviting me into this space I feel so at home here and I just love talking to you and I just I'm honestly so proud of you and everything that you're doing to spread love to spread light to everyone to help people know themselves you are just such a conduit for miraculous beautiful magic and I just love you so much I love you so much As always, I just wanted to say thank you so much for tuning in. If you feel so called or if it feels aligned, I would love for you to leave me a review here. I always love reading your beautiful thoughts and messages. And also you can find me at Anna Grace Newell on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. And I will link all of my courses, AG University course curriculum in the show notes, along with if you're interested in booking an Akashic Records reading with me, my scheduling link goes out in my newsletter. It goes out once a month and it's completely free. I would love to have you there. As always, I'm a proud professor and you get an A plus for making it all the way through the end. Love you.